Well, yes, and. <clears throat> um, I've been saying for, for decades now, friends build products, enemies build documents. And I was uh, having a, an email thread uh, just earlier today, and this person said, you know, how much more documents can I produce in order to achieve this whatever goal? And I'm like, document is not the answer. <laughs> Have a meeting, you know, set up a Zoom session have a conversation and inspire the team members to create a great customer experience. So don't do it in documents, do it in conversation. Welcome to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week, a podcast that explores product management and leadership topics through interactive conversations with our product leader panelists. Conversations that will challenge you to think about your thoughts on the topic and perhaps get you to change your mind. I am Grant Hunter, co-founder of Product Growth Leaders and the host and facilitator for these conversations. Listen, subscribe, and add your voice to the conversation every week in the Product Growth Leaders community. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders topic of the week. You know, Steve, we... Well, we, and when I say we, I mean I, has been doing the work to take some of our greatest hits from Topic of the Week and turn them into a podcast. Podcast that is now available on Apple, and I'm going to try to get on other platforms. I just don't know how to do that stuff. I, you know, you walk before you can run. Uh, and so I've been listening to some of the greatest hits, right? And the first episode that I put on was our What is a Product Conversation from about a year ago. And I can't believe it took me a year to get back to one of the key things we talked about there. But one of the key things we talked about on that call about what is a product is the... Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation. Hello, everybody. Grant Hunter here with another Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. You know, Steve, we... Well, we, and when I say we, I mean I, has been doing the work to take some of our greatest hits from topic of the week and turn them into a podcast podcast that is now available on apple and i'm going to try to get in other platforms i just don't know how to do that stuff i you know you walk before you can run uh and so i've been listening to some of the greatest hits right and the first episode that i put on was our what is a product conversation from about a year ago and i can't believe it took me a year to get back to one of the key things we talked about there. But one of the key things we talked about on that call about what is a product is the whole product, the Jeffrey Moore type thing. So this week we decided that we were going to talk about managing the whole product. On our call today, we've got, of course, my partner, Steve Johnson. Jason Vincelet, it's good to have you back. But Another guy from Charlotte's coming for your game. I think two weeks in a row, he's been the first to answer. Brian Weber, good to have you 
uh, on the call with us. Uh, we also have Glenn Pride, Calvin Marshall, May Wong. Did I say Paul Hurwitz already? Paul Hurwitz and potentially joining if she decides that she has something she wants to share, Tracy Hollister. So good to have everybody this week. Let's dive right in into the first question we asked on oh, Monday. Wait. What? I have to call you on it. Uh, the whole product concept was created by Ted Levitt. And then Jeffrey Moore wrote about it. Right. So Jeffrey Moore basically is like, I'm going to take somebody else's idea and put it in a new package. He does reference a lot of learned material in his writing. Yeah. But then people think it's his. Yeah. And then he like, adds a chasm to it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it worked or a tornado, right? Something that's going to be destructive in, in its own way. But so, anyway, I, did, I just didn't want whole product to, to go past uh, the Ted Levitt. and brilliant Ted Levin. I, I completely agree with that. Ted Levitt's catching up the Drucker and references in this call, I think. Well, I guess I'll have to go back and read some of his writing so that I'll be all, I, I can be our Ted Levitt fellow. Uh, as and you well, know. I'm the Drucker fellow, yes. Drucker fellow. <laughs> I, I, I think that's a good idea. I like that. So we put the question, how do you manage the whole product? In the, in, in Jason, I'm not going to get to your answer yet because you took like many days. Maybe it was because it was one of those big thinky questions. I'm, you're going to be my reference point of, am I doing big enough questions or too focused questions? Was this a big enough question? It was a, a very big question. Okay. I, I like it when it's a big question that makes people think. Calvin's still thinking about product and brand from like a month or so ago. <laughs> that was a very good question, actually. Yes. So we put the question on Monday morning. How do you manage the whole product? Brian Weber. I don't know. And in, in this fall, Brian Weber's coming on strong to be one of the one of the key pillars of it. And he's he's beaten Jason to the punch. Brian said communication relationships, trust, and communication. Or maybe did I put communication twice? I think I did. I think I only put it once. <laughs> okay. My copy and pasting skills aren't the best. Talk to me about communication relationships and trust. I need to have you you, you were going for the joy short answer there. I was, uh, yes. Let me let, let's get let's dig into that a little. Sure. Well, when I first looked at the question, I looked, you know, like Jason just said, it's a really big question. You know, there's libraries full of books that don't answer this question. So yeah. how do you how do you answer it in a simple answer to a polling question? And then I as I thought about more, it's, it all comes down to communication with others, relationship with others, and building that trust. Everything else in all those books, you can probably tie to one of those three things. So this is really getting into the execution and collaboration of the whole product where you have to have open communication, you have to build those relationships and you have to trust each other because there's, there's multiple components coming together, whether they're internal or external, multiple things coming together to make that whole product work. Exactly, yes. I, I, I love that. I love that concept of it because in my head, I tend to go towards the more hard skill, you know, oh, you need to understand the problem, you know, and it was very simple. It got us back to, to do the whole product. You have to have the whole team and to do that communication relationship and trust. I love it, Brian. That's great. Uh, 
Paul Hatala, I guess it should have been the, uh, the, the idea that we were in a big question. Rarely have seven words asked so much. The whole product, the tangible deliverable, processes for purchasing, engagement with the marketplace, perception of every customer facing function. We have to manage it. We have to do it. Uh, it's a big question, Steve, isn't it? When we ask people, how do you manage the pr whole product? It is, yeah, it is a big question. Uh, and, you know, back to Brian's point, you know, when you go into a book, uh, you know, so much has been written and nobody has really answered it. Uh, I, I think the, the bigger issue is nobody's even asked the question. You know, they they talk about product when they mean software. Yeah. And, you know, we tend to have a very myopic view. <clears throat> and I'm reminded of I was doing some consulting a couple of years ago and they said, well, you know, how do we do product management for services? And I'm like, well, the same way. I mean, services are part of the whole product. And they're like, what is the whole product? I mean, we've already got a whole product. It compiled. You know, yeah. And I'm like, I'm not talking about software. I'm talking about product. And it 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 took them a while to get their brain around that what people are buying from us. Well, if if you remember this story from a, a past episode, they're buying the deck on the back of the house. They're not buying the yeah. lumber, uh, and, and and the and the nails and the screws and the whatever. And the services uh, to do that, or the yeah. permits, or the they're getting the done deck that they can have right. a drink on. Uh, and as, and similarly, and I, I didn't mean to take over here. Um, I was post. I, I was replying to a question this morning in the community, uh, and someone had asked kind of a similar question, um, and that they were talking about the need for clients to self onboard, and I I said, well, you know, if you're in an or really early stage product, you don't have to have the clients onboard themselves. That's a thing that professional services can do until we have the bandwidth to build out the onboarding and configuration tools. And he had never even considered um, the idea that a professional services would be part of the product that we are buying. Yeah, it's, you know, and, and that's, that's the key thing as we look at this, it's, it's about, you know, Chad McAllister uh, said, short response uh, this time, deeply understand the job the customer has. And if we go back to that deck story, the job you had was having a drink with your wife on the deck. Right. 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 Understand that and get us to where we can go with that. Jason, you came in and you started you give kudos to everybody who came before you. You have to fully understand the user and buyer persona, the core expectations, and move to additional value that could be provided. Provided. Talk to me about where your head is on this. What does that mean? How do you do that? Well, it took me several days to come to this incoherent ramble. So that needs to be applauded. <laughs> <laughs> now, just for those of you who don't know, Jason won't let me. I offered to give him a preview of the questions in advance. And he said, no, no, no. He wants to have them on Monday morning, but then he complains about taking multiple days to come up with the answer. Uh, no, I'm not complaining. I, you really got me on this one. So good job. Um, yeah, and so it actually had me doing a bit of research and thinking and then realizing from, you know, introspectively about how some of the product managers work that I've had experience with. And I think some of the challenge that product managers have, and we've spoken about this 
is they get into feature delivery mode and they're not thinking um, higher level um, where we talk about the CEO of products and things like that, where they're looking, okay, what are all the components that go into the product? Where, the, where are they out? Where are the components that go out? How does everybody from um, accounts receivable to, you know, to pricing, to marketing, product marketing, the CEO, how does everybody relate to the product internally for the, for the whole product? And then, um, and then the external pieces where it's like, uh, you know, for a SaaS product, yeah, sure, you have your user persona and your buyer persona, but what about IT and how they deal with integrations and, and those kind of things. So there's a lot of external forces that, that will be affected and touch your product as well. And, and too many product managers just think about their, their immediate roadmap and not how any of those roadmap pieces will apply to um, all these other pieces. And I will say this, how else can, they, can a product manager help the whole product without just pushing features out? And that can be helping any, anybody from those accounts receivable people um, and, and thinking about pricing or legal, thinking about patents, possible patent that you might be able to have with your product. Um, you know, those kind of pieces. There's just a lot that goes into it outside of just feature delivery. No, there is. I, it, on that, what is a product call? We, I, I would talk about is basically the whole experience from the first lead. Every experience they have with your company turns into, and it almost was part of why we asked the brand question, right? If every experience is part of the product, every experience is part of the brand. Uh, and, you know, I'm working with a client right now where it's like part of the product is the white paper they write with a self-assessment because part of the job somebody has to do is to figure out that this is somebody I can trust to do that. And so we're looking at, we're actually breaking jobs to be done out in the buying process as well as during the solution, but I also post right services or whatever it may be. And when we have to bring the whole thing. And so Jason, I think that's a great, uh, a great way to look at it. Paul can, Hurwitz. Can, can, I, I was just, I really just wanted to ask if I could jump in right after Jason. Well, I, um, I'm not, I'm going to say, I was going to, I'm going to tell you why I was going to go to you because your new product is, I experience seems to be bigger in the whole product than it is in a lot of stuff that we have, we've done, we've talked about in the past. Yes. So, so we are a physical, we're a physical product as well as a digital product. Mm -hmm. And we've got a very complicated user versus buyer uh, split up. But what we, when I joined the company, I found we were too much, the, the three existing product people were very much stuck in the weeds and just delivering features that people were asking for. And so what we did this past week, what I pushed my, my new boss and, and the team to do, we literally got together in a room. We put, we used stickies on a glass wall to literally just map out the entire process we brought in salespeople, account managers, uh, people who do the hardware, our customer service reps. We brought in everybody, including legal, to walk through how do we close a deal with sales? Um, how do we? How does legal do everything that they need to do with signing the agreements, with getting FDA approval for the agreements, with all these different things to account management, which sets up our rules of engagement and, and how things will work throughout the program, all the different things that we want to configure for them. Then with the uh, customer service reps and all the way down to fleet management of our actual product, which has which is we have to manage those over the air using cellular connection. And it was the first time that I think anybody from that joined us 
had ever looked at the entire process from start to finish and really seen, oh, that's what legal does? Oh, that's really cool. Or this is what we have to get FDA approval for on each deal? That's pretty cool. And only from there were we then able to bring all the stakeholders together and talk about what are the keys to success for our company. To deliver across the whole. To deliver across the entire process and the entire product offering. Figuring out what the company's keys to success were helped us figure out what the product's keys to success were and our patients and our customers' keys to success were. So now we actually came out of this with a real vision for where we want to go with the physical and the digital product and our offering because we now understand the whole product. And I'm self-promotion here. Uh, Paul, the last clip we did, the, it was the first ever lightning round we did in that what is a product. And my, my, what is, my, what is, my take was the whole company is the product. So I like to take some credit for what you got, the exercise you guys just went through, right? Because if it wasn't for me saying, you know, but no, it's, it's great. I'm actually going to pivot this in a different whole product way to May Wong. May Wong, you guys have a different, I mean, you guys are part of a whole product that is so existential at times, right? The whole product is getting people food, the food to the right places at the right time, right? And you guys are the product team inside that organization building the infrastructure to help them do that. Do you guys look at what you do as part of the whole product of your company? Uh, depends. Uh, <laughs> I would love to say yes, but the answer is no, right? Okay. Um, it took, it wasn't until I think three months into uh, me joining this company that we as a product team found out what we actually sold. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, but like, and, and it's, it's really interesting to um, hear what Paul just said, because everything he said was basically how I started here, which is um, as product ops, finding out who our stakeholders are, how we interact, and where can we stick band-aids as soon as possible to keep the whole thing in place, right? Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to think about this in not, not just in like, who are the key stakeholders because everyone's the key stakeholders, otherwise we don't have a job. Um, <laughs> I think it's important to think about it more as, you know, what are the different pieces and why are they important? Um, in the grand scheme of things and then overall like what is the giant picture in front of you and when we build our specific products or we we look at our specific problem spaces with our pods or with our squads or with our whatever you want to call it um, what is the problem that you're solving and how does it relate to the bigger picture and I think um, it, it took us a while to get to this point partly because you know there's it's a lot of new. Um, a lot of things have changed over COVID, especially in the realm of, you know, corporate food services, campus food services, like campuses were closed for a while. Mm -hmm. um, so just in all of those contexts, thinking about how do we go and, and, and really imagine what the product actually does in the bigger picture. Um, I think it's like, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. I, but I, I mean, especially when you're an internal team, 
it's always nice to understand how what you do connects to. And for, I think the legal team, when Paul was talking about it, probably was great for that. People understand their role because sometimes we look at legal and like, why do we need to worry about legal in the product? But if you've got FDA regulations or EULAs or whatever that have to be written, it, it, there's, it's so much broader than that. <clears throat> and I can't believe I left my joke on the table. Paul was talking about the glass wall. The whole product of a glass wall should always come with sticky notes and dry eraser markers, because isn't that the whole product? You need all of them together. But that was, timing was terrible on that. All right, we're gonna, Glenn, you did not put a, a, an answer in the community on how do you manage the whole product? You're all buckled in, ready to go. I'd love to get your take on this. Wow, it really is a, a big question. And um, I would say that, um, Paul, your, your activity about bringing all the people together that have um, some stakehold in, in the product as well as being part of the product, I, uh, that, that just sounds very, very, very cool and a very good first step to how you manage the whole product because it, it, it starts with the person who's in the front office, their first contact with the company uh, and being able to even point them in the right direction to the developers, to all of that. And the fact that you mapped out those different processes and how they are connected, um, I think that there is a great example of how you start bringing uh, awareness on how you manage a whole product. I think Glenn just set a record for the longest ditto. Yeah. <laughs> he could have said ditto. Than, he could have said yeah. what Paul said, but. I, uh, it was better than being deer in the headlights last time. So I'm improving slowly. We appreciate that, Glenn. Calvin Marshall, wanted to get your take. Again, you did not answer either. I, I didn't, you know, I, I struggled with it. I, you know, I, and I, I read the other answers. I looked at it and thought about a number, a number of different ways. And it, it is, it is a big, you know, a big question. And so as I'm hearing others responding and, and, and sharing their thoughts, um, I don't know that I, I don't, I don't know that I have any, anything significant to add. So it's, it's not a, quite as long a ditto as Glenn, but it is a ditto. <laughs> what everybody said. Yes. Yeah, there's something that, that Steve had said that that really struck me. But I, you know, regarding you know products and services. But I think that's if I brought that up, that would kind of take us in a different direction. So I'm going to hold that for another time. Dominique from Otis Elevator said he would add looking at the product lifecycle model and each step of the way from strategy formulation to product performance management with the customer at the center moving from concept to launch. We need to keep in mind the product, but the associated services and maintenance pieces and, and that type of stuff. Finally, through to EOL. And all I pictured in my head when I was reading that, Steve, was the Jeffrey Moore's picture, which maybe is uh, really Theodore Levitt's picture of the the problem in the middle with all the little leaves around it and how it, you start with the core product and then you're mm -hmm. using partners or external people to help fill out all those leaves but eventually as it matures you do them all yourself i would like to add that everything we're talking about sounds like all of the discussions we're having in the product ops alliance as well 
So just well, a general plug. In, in, in a way, the Product Ops Alliance is thinking whole product for the whole product organization. We need to understand, because if we do not have the ability to have five different product managers work, collaborate in a similar way, we can't get those five to work together. Back to Brian's original communication trust and what was the third one, Brian? Relationships. Relationships, right? So I think the Product Ops Alliance is an enabler of, and I hadn't planned to go there, but May, thank you for helping you know, promote the Product Ops Alliance. It, it is, it brings everything together. It, it, it can do that. And I can see how that can help uh, with where we go with that. We did the poll on Wednesday. What is the hardest part of managing the whole product? And I use this almost as a way to answer the first question, right? How do you manage the whole product? Well, there's understanding the whole problem. There's defining the whole product. There's managing internal parts of the whole product and managing external parts of the whole product. And then there's other, whatever that may be. I was so excited when this poll went out. We got nine votes, you know, right out of the gate. And, it, and, and we're running neck and neck. I'm like, all right, my vote for understanding the whole problem is neck and neck. I've got a chance to win this week. <laughs> And then it didn't get another vote. <laughs> I mean, I, I all morning I was trying to figure out how do I spin this one? And it's like, I, I can't, I, I can't do that. Managing the internal parts of the whole product, 42% uh, of it. Other, other beat me with 28%. Uh, one, uh, 7% to managing external parts, 21% to understanding the whole problem. Steve, I know you didn't vote. I'd be interested to get your take on this one. Well, you know, I think the survey says that Brian is right. That it's about relationships and communication. <clears throat> I, I get that. And with Brian being right, Brian was first on commenting on Monday and Brian was first on commenting on Wednesday. So somebody, words, from, Brian, somebody from Charlotte is making somebody from Charlotte nervous. I think Brian won the topic this week. I think Brian may have won the topic this week. Brian said, I went with internal parts, primarily because I work in a large company and managing all the internal stakeholders and development teams can really be difficult. If I was working at a startup with one or two development teams, I, I'm sure I would answer differently. I, Brian, any extra on that or? No, I, I think, well, first let me say, you probably would have a better chance if you would have said understanding the whole product versus understanding the whole problem. Okay. We can understand the problem without understanding the product that solves it. So you would have had a better chance with product instead of problem. Winning. And nobody chose defining the whole product, but maybe understanding the whole product would have been more difficult than defining the whole product. Yeah. But then yeah, now but he's coming after me, Jason. He wants my job to <laughs> be writing polls. I. But yeah, with my for the internal, I think it really does depend on the company size. You know. My product, uh, you know, we have one primary development team, but we rely on probably five or six other common service development teams, the data team, the DevOps teams across the organization. Plus you throw in all the legal and uh, compliance departments, things like that. For me, that's the hardest part of managing the product is. I, I don't know. Understand I all I, that. I think you just helped me with my path to victory. <laughs> and the what is a product call? <laughs> I said, my biggest take is that the whole pro the product is the whole company. Therefore, the hardest part must be the whole company, which is the internal part. 
So I think I'm changing my vote to, I'm playing, I don't know. Uh, Nils uh, had commented, getting everyone from the CEO to development to customer success and other internal. Joy, Joy's not here. Joy said all of the above. She always wants to make it difficult for me. She can't just tell, you know, I, and I, I replied to her, I said, I said, hardest, hardest, but we didn't get there. Calvin, you thought about this from the viewpoint of new products or services that you've launched. Talk to me about what you voted for and why. Well, yeah, I just I, I thought about it from you know from my own experience, and I thought, you know, the operative word for me, the key word was was hardest, and I mean, you could solve the you could solve the problem, you could understand, you could think you understand the problem, and then create a, a create a product that doesn't really solve that, right? You know, the hardest part is the managing of other people, working with the you know, working with DevOps and working with sales and working with finance and pricing and all these other other groups. So that's something I looked at that as, and along with my own my own experience, the most difficult part to me seemed to be working with the other teams to make sure we're all pulling in the same direction. Okay, I appreciate that. Uh, it's interesting, uh, Samantha, who's also somebody from the Product Ops Alliance said, the most often forgotten thing or thing is that it becomes after an afterthought in the rush to build is getting everyone else ready for it. It's almost like the whole product is also needs to be thought about and launch, Steve, right? Because if you don't understand the whole product and can't define all those pieces like Paul did with the team across the organization, how can you get launch ready? Absolutely. And, you know, I, I, I keep coming back to my core premise, which is the first step of any 12-step program is to admit you have a problem. Right. And, and so I, I think truly when, whether it's launch or release or any other aspect of product management, it's like, if we're focused only on our software, we're not seeing the customer experience from A to Z. And, you know, actually tying back to what is a product tying back to what is a brand, you know, if, if you've got a a quirky kind of a software product uh, that also comes with a 17 page uh, NOLA, then it's like, wait, I, I thought we were a quirky company, you know, and yet I've got this legal document that I have to, to review and complete before I can go forward. Yeah. Um, there's a conflict there in the whole product and frankly, the brand. I mean, it's almost like your, your, your uh, license agreement for a quirky product should be quirky you know it's almost like the southwest airlines with the quirky announcements and stuff and that was example so it could be there example. calvin did you have something you wanted to add you um, raised your hand sort of I, I i did i mean i thought again the you know if the and, and again thinking about about personal experience if the product is understood and can be defined easily, then that's not really, that doesn't become as much of a challenge. It doesn't become the hardest part. You know, if, and I mean, just listening to Steven and thinking about, you know, about kind of, you know, a, a different, you know, what he said shared in a different experience, you know, it may be that, you know, a customer, you know, a product manager may not, or a product team may not understand the product. So it's, the discovery and the definition and really getting that framed. 
but I mean, I guess, you know, I stepped back again and looked at my own experience and said, right, you know, if we've got a Me Too product or we've got a, you know, a product that's fairly well defined, then the challenge is always, how do we get all these other teams and all these other people on board and understanding yep. the value in, in putting aside their agenda to work on the product team's agenda, my agenda. Yep. I mean, yeah, let me go back to last week. I, I, I think it was last week. I complained bitterly about how much I dislike branding people, but everything I'm, uh, we're talking about here feels to me like it should all go back to like the branding book that we should have this standard, just like we would have user interface guidelines. And the branding book would say, hey, we're quirky. So make the 404 page quirky. Quirky, yeah. Um, I, right? And 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 I, 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 so I don't know if I'm now confusing whole product with brand, but the, the two certainly are nearby one another if they're not actually the same thing. And I, it, it's the entire, uh, the entire journey, right? I mean, when you go, you decide you want to go on a trip, you go to their website, you get the ticket, you go to the airport, you get on the plane. I mean, every step of that should be a consistent experience. And I think with Southwest it is, and I think with most other airlines, it's not. Unless their, you know, their ad is, you thought it was bad this far, wait, it's going to get worse. Well, you know, you think about, I think back when the iPhone first launched, right? The whole product uh, was uh, the, the AT&T service with the iPhone, yet somehow they were able to leverage the bad, blame all the bad network issues and lag on the AT&T and keep their brand pristine, you know? So I, there's there's a way to understand how do you navigate that, but I, I I don't know where where I came from that. Jason, how did you vote? Um, smack dab in the middle. Internal. Uh, the problem is internal. Yeah, there's a lot more. I think there's a lot more components internally than would be externally. There's just a lot more moving pieces, and again, getting everybody aligned to you know what the product is to do and how all those pieces fit. Like I said before. Yep. Um, that can be hard, not only to, that can be hard to manage if you don't fully understand. Paul Hurwitz, how did you vote? So I, hang on. Oh, I'm unmuted. I thought I was muted. Yeah, no, um, I can hear you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I did not get a chance to vote um, this week. I was so busy. I, I, I got to figure this out to find my time, but my vote would be defining the whole product is knowing wow and and we needed you to vote just to get a vote for that one <laughs> notice um, he said the whole product not the whole problem no defining the whole product he said well i'm, right. I'm but your I'm, question I'm, is problem up there no i said understand the whole problem or define the whole product did you say define the whole product i i said define the whole product so the one that doesn't have a vote the one that doesn't have oh, a vote okay Yes. Uh, I mean, when, when you're, when you're starting a brand new product, then yes, I think understanding the whole problem is most important, but in like, in my situation, I'm coming into an existing product in an existing company that has existing stuff out there. So it's really for me, defining the whole product to fully understand what the company is doing so that we can understand 
uh, how to make everything better across the board. I, I think we could spend the rest of the call just debating, defining versus understanding in that answer option, because defining is somebody defines what the whole product is. Understanding is getting everybody else to understand where it is. But Brian's getting a little too uh, full of himself because we, and now he's trying to correct us. But I, I think we're good with that. May Wong, how did you vote? I did not. I, I, I was facing severe indecisiveness with this week's topic. I did not even answer the Monday question. So I looked I at the poll and I spent good. a while staring at it and I couldn't figure out which one I wanted to vote for because the only thing that actually came to mind was staffing the initial thing to build to convince people that this was a good idea. That would be an other. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but like it wasn't but that's still not the hardest part about managing but like really um why are any of these things the hardest part about managing the whole product i think it's like what what maybe the best question should be like what is the best way to um get the best outcome out of a whole product so if you're thinking so about it from an outcome perspective right aligning your stakeholders will probably give you the best whole product because everyone's on the same page. Um, understanding the whole problem is also going to, problem, see, um, yeah. is also going to get you to get a better idea as everyone understands it a bit better. But I think those two are really connected. So maybe you're winning too, Grant. Um. <laughs> so let's, let's be completely and totally candid. It was 10.30 on Wednesday, I'm going, Oh my God, I forgot to do the poll. And so I <laughs> didn't put a ton of thought into the poll, <laughs> but that's I'm glad it, it got a ton of comments. It got a ton of stuff going there. It's making people think, and that's what we're trying to do, right? I, I think our my objective for any question we do, any poll we do, any conversation we have on these calls is to make people think and to learn from them uh, as they think out loud. So, all right, I guess internal wins the poll this week uh all right here's the first new open-ended question for us this week what is possible when you manage the whole product we talked about a lot of people not managing the whole product steve likes to talk about i'm just managing the software the code's ready what is possible what it what you know maybe it's aspirational maybe it's organizational what's possible when you do manage the whole product. Steve. Premium pricing. Oh, and I wasn't doing this. Maybe I should have made this as the as the, the lightning round because this is one you could probably come with. Premium pricing because you understand. Lightning round, I'll say it again. How's okay. That? Well, it's a different question. <clears throat> or maybe you could, okay, we'll see. Uh, because you understand the whole product, you understand the differentiation and, and because you do that, you can price more because you're delivering the whole solution. Yeah, and well, I think in so many cases, uh, even when people buy a product, uh, 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 no, I'm sorry, when they buy a piece of software, um, there's a whole bunch of services that they would have liked to buy. I mean, we have certainly seen that in the training business Yeah, where they say, you know, I, I really like your, your approach to training, but we also want an assessment of our team members. And we also want certification. And we also want 
uh, connection with the instructor after the training is complete. You know, we also want a community. And I think that we've endeavored to support people through their entire professional development instead of just, hey, why don't you take a training class? You know, go on LinkedIn learning and spend five hours learning everything that that person seems to think is important. The end. See you. I right? get it. Brian Weber, what's your take on this? What's possible when you manage the whole product? Raving fans. You manage the product and get it all right. Your customers are going to be very happy with you. Dang, I should have done this as the lightning round. It's like lightning rounding with premium pricing and raving fans. If you have raving mm -hmm. fans, they'll pay premium. Just stretch it out and we'll not have a lightning round. <laughs> but that, that defeats the Never mind. <laughs> well done, Brian. Jason Vincelet. Yeah, I really like raving fans. That's really good. Um, raving fans, um, not only externally, but also internally with cohesiveness of your entire organization. So basically, you're going to Brian's question from Monday as your answer for today. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Whatever. Brian gets all the kudos this week anyway, so I'm just going <laughs> to. Paul Hurwitz. You yeah. now are muted. <laughs> Customer success. Okay. Premium That's price, cool. raving fans, whatever Brian says. <laughs> Customer success. Okay. Good one. May Wong. So, having gone through this fairly recently, there's a couple of things. Um, one is we've realized that even though our, pro our software isn't top notch, um, we can still make sales because the whole customer experience is um, satisfactory slash very good slash, you know, because, you know, it's a giant, giant company, right? So overall, people still get their food. Okay. The so software even makes it a little better. When you manage the whole product, you can smooth out the rough spots and still deliver yeah, a good whole product. But like on the software side, so what the product managers actually focus on, um, now that we have a better understanding of what the whole product actually is, it's actually helped us to um, update our messaging and positioning a bit better and people understand what it is that we're building. Um, it's a lot more palatable uh, when, you're, when you talk to a, a larger, much wider audience. Um, We've been able to expand our understanding of the problem space a bit more because we start understanding, okay, so it's not just this, it's this, right? And like this is, this continues to branch out. Um, and I'm making jazz hands for those of you yeah. who can't see. <laughs> so so it, it's, it's, uh, it's important to really think about like if you start managing the whole product and you get all of your stakeholders to understand what the whole product is, um, everyone then starts thinking about, oh, these, this is what I could do to enhance my piece of the puzzle. And then overall, everything gets better. And yeah. So that, that was basically the blog version of Steve and Brian. You know, they, yeah, were exactly. Twitter, they were Twitter, you were blog. Hey, look, okay. I needed to win the longest ditto. So, <laughs> <laughs> the new competition on topic of the week, the longest ditto. I'll have to go back when I re, re, re listen to them and, and, and call a full winner. 
on well, that. Now, now we need Zoom to add badging to <laughs> the screen images so that we could like uh, just assign her the, the, the badge right here in real time. Yes, we should do that. Calvin Marshall, what is possible? Holistic view of the customer experience. Okay, holistic view. So if we're gonna be a customer first, right? If we're in outside in, we have to understand it so everybody can understand how we do it. I yeah. like that. All right, our next question, and Paul Hurwitz, you're gonna be the first person to go to with this because I think you may have already shared it. How can you get your company to understand and manage the whole product? Get them all together in the same room and map it out and make, and make everybody talk to each other. I, I didn't give Paul forewarning of these questions. <laughs> it just was a coincidence. Brian. I'm going to take Paul, part of Paul's answer and tie it to my first answer. Get everybody to talk to each other. Communication. You know, we're, we need to do like an improv class for our regular panelists because it seems like that everybody's yes ending. Steve, this is like the week of lightning round and we're going to get to the lightning round question and people are going to have like hour long answers. And it's just, Steve, what do you think? How can we get our company to understand and manage the whole product? Well, yes, and. <clears throat> um, I've been saying for, for decades now, friends build products, enemies build documents. And I was uh, having a, an email thread uh, just earlier today, and this person said, you know, how much more documents can I produce in order to achieve this whatever goal? And I'm like, document is not the answer. <laughs> have a meeting, you know, set up a Zoom session, have a conversation and inspire the team members to create a great customer experience. So don't do it in documents, do it in conversation. I love it. Jason. Yeah, I think it's your responsibility as the product manager to bring, to be an advocate for the customer experience to that internal group um, who might be under, you know, they might be again kind of siloed, not thinking about the overall customer experience. But I think if you can get everybody together again in a room, have that discussion, bring in the customer experience perspective and then let them discuss what their challenges are in that kind of guise. Yeah, so I, that's I, I, I love it. Actually, I, I did a, I was doing a webinar for a local small business here, you know, pretty good sized roofing company. And it was more like, hey, can you give some words of wisdom to the team? And I said, the team is the product, right? And they never thought about it. I said, the person who schedules the, schedule something is part of the product. That's part of the experience they have. If the roofers, if somebody's cursing, or they're not picking up the nails, that's part of the product. And if the collection person doesn't is like mean about collection, that's part of the product, right? And they're not gonna come back to you. They're not gonna recommend you, it's, it's everybody. Steve, is that a hand up? It is. All right. Jason just said something that did a, a, a mind game on me in a powerful, cool way. I've always kind of been unhappy with the phrase customer advocate, because it, that's what salespeople are. They advocate for a customer, screw the rest of them. My customer wants this thing. And what Jason just said was advocate for customer experience. And I, I think that's like 
to me, it's a, a quantum change. It's a tiny little change that has a huge impact in the way I think about it. I I, I sense a rant coming in the next week. Oh, so. yeah. Let me make a let me make a note here. That is perhaps rant worthy. Uh, so I'm going to write a note, customer. You need one that says rant pending. <laughs> rant pending. Calvin, how can you get your company to understand and manage the whole product? I'd say what Paul said uh, at the outset, and then also making sure there's a customer focus on how the problem is being solved or attempted to be solved. So now we're just trying to do multiple dittos. Ditto Paul, ditto Jason, ditto Brian, ditto Calvin. I don't think that's fair. I think we're collectively building a holistic view of what the answer is. I feel like we're like at uh, you know, we're we're in Boulder at Chautauqua having a collective experience and coming together. Steve's Steve's gonna bring his guitar out and play uh, some music for us, and we're gonna. I'm sorry. Was that your answer, May? No. Okay. What's um, <laughs> during this entire talk? I was thinking or discussion. I was thinking about. How do I bring this back to where I work? And I was thinking a panel of people um, in different roles and um, we'll have a chat about what do we sell? Yeah. And we'll invite whoever wants to show up and listen. I think it's a good place to start. Now, I know Brian has done a lot of the work to be to win this week, but Paul, did all the work in the week before to win this week because of his stuff, but may may have just won the week on that. It's the first time I think I've heard somebody actually taking the call and putting plans together for to do something because of the call. Right? I may nice one. I like that. That's why she's our favorite. Shh, don't tell Jason. <laughs> <laughs> all right. <clears throat> we're going to get into our lightning round and I'm sure there's going to be the same. This sort of comes back to it. These, these, maybe these questions were circular. What advice would you give to a product manager? Now this is a frontline product manager, not a senior type person who wants to manage the whole product. Where do you start? What should you do? And I'm going to start with Brian. And I can't start with the ditto. You, it's hard to start <laughs> with ditto. Yeah, that'd be interesting. <laughs> Like Quentin Tarantino, it that's right. You're gonna ditto it, it's across the multiverse or whatever. You're going to the I'm gonna ditto Monday, right? Uh, so I think the best advice is understand who all the stakeholders are and make sure you're building those relationships and talking with those people. I don't think that's a ditto, I think that's pretty new. I, I like that one. I Brian, you're giving me hope that this is not just going to be a whole bunch of dittos, what we've already talked about, I'll call. Paul Hurwitz. Can you come back? You're not ready to order? <laughs> no, not yet. All right. <laughs> Calvin Marshall. <laughs> I was going to go a different road here. I was going to say, um, Agile Scrum is not, is not managing the product. Go out and talk to some customers. Go talk to some, I mean, that... I, we could use that as an answer for almost any topic we do. I think that's always a good one uh, place. I know. And Paul's now going to say, oh, he stole what I was going to say. 
Are you ready, Paul? I, I have never I, seen Paul speechless. <laughs> go with a ditto and move on. I'm going to go back to ditto from everything that I've said already today. Dittoing yourself? That, that, yes, dittoing myself. The whole, just <laughs> it, process mapping every, just like mapping out everything that your product is from start to finish. Yep. It doesn't matter if you're a frontline or a VP, it'll help you. Okay, I, I'll take that. Can, I, can I disagree? What that that's what we're here for. I, I wanna disagree. I wanna disagree with asking a junior or frontline product manager to do process mapping unless if they're the only person there. Um, and the reason for that is because they're probably already overwhelmed. Um, there's a lot to do as a product manager enough as it is. I think it's important that you understand it, but if you have the resources to outsource that understanding, um, it might be beneficial. Like as long as you talk to the customers and understand, you know, a, your problem space. But I think what's more important is understanding the whole problem, um, and not, not even just the whole product, but like the whole problem, like what do we sell and why do we sell it? Um, I think understanding that is a really great place to start. And then with that, you build the stakeholder relationships over time, but telling someone to start off by building process mapping is a lot to handle. And I don't know if that's um, a good thing to recommend to a especially a junior product manager. Yeah. It's a context and semantic thing in my mind. It's a depending on where they are. I, I can get yep. that. Paul, you, 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 this is not a debate, dude. <laughs> yeah, I started it. I, I'll, take, I'll take the lead. Do, 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 you've got 30 seconds to rebut. <laughs> I, I don't think she's totally wrong, um, but I have a junior PM and we're going to embark on a new big feature that I told him he should process map that feature that we're going to build and to you will help, help that. Him. So maybe, yeah, I, exactly. I think you're right, May. Maybe it, it depends upon the level that you're at and uh, what you, and what resources you have. Right. And I'm glad May stopped talking because she was getting way too close to my answer. And now my answer is still <laughs> out there. So Jason. Yeah, sure. Talk to accounts receivable. I would just have them listen, have like side-by-side -side or one-on-one -on -one conversation day in the life of um, accounts receivable, legal, um, avoid sales or that's not, you'll get enough of that. Um, but, uh, implementation, so professional services, custom, you know, and then also level one customer support. So this is expanding on Brian's stakeholders, but actually doing the light day in the life of and understanding it so they can help understand that. That actually would be a good exercise to lead into a process map. Sure. Right. we we'll start doing that. Steve Johnson, please don't take my answer. Oh, I'm going to ditto uh, myself dittoing Jason. I I'm going to say <laughs> a ditto uh, of a ditto of Jason. Yeah, okay. it's a, like a dip, ditto squared. Um, <laughs> and that is uh, uh, to a new frontline product manager to have them be, uh, um, be the advocate for customer experience. Advocate for customer experience. That was pretty lightning. I like that. And my question, my, my advice is still there. Help them understand a whole product that they use, right? Help them understand the concept of whole product. So take, you know, your cell phone, 
and look at the apps you use and look at the networks you use and all the different things. And maybe the cell phone's not the right one. Look at anything out there. Look, go grocery store, right? Help them in their mind of the customer understand the whole product that they're buying and that they're using that's solving their problem. And then with that, that can help change their, you know, that's a way to help change their lens to start thinking more holistically about what is the whole problem? What is the whole product that we're doing? Because I, I agree completely with May that it's a hard thing to do, especially for junior people. And it's not just product managers. It's hard to get people in the company to understand. I think, Paul, the stuff you guys did is great, but it's like, if people don't get it, right? This is where you need to help them understand it. And that's what, you know, that's my advice is help them understand the concept of a whole product in a place where they're the whole, where they're the customer of it. So what a great conversation. I know I say that every week, uh, but you know, with big topics, I, I feel that this was a topic that there wasn't a ton of dissent on uh, even Paul and May made up at the end, you know, with, with the, the process mapping. Uh, I, I think that this was a nice, I don't know, there's still stuff for me that I'm thinking in my head that could become future topic of the week. Maybe it's just that I want to get Jason and Calvin just to be thinking about things all week without answering. Uh, maybe it's that I want Brian to, to, to jump in the lead again. Or maybe it's that, you know, when we talk about it, topics that are broader than narrower, we can actually expand more. So Steve, Paul, Brian, Jason, May, Calvin, Tracy, I really appreciate this conversation today. Uh, it's made me think. It's made me change some of my thoughts and assumptions. And if we get a new rant out of it from Steve, it's even better. And we do this every week, right? In the community Monday, the question goes in. Brian knows what to answer. Calvin knows what to think about. Monday, or Wednesdays, we do the poll and Fridays. And I'm even getting myself all messed up because I'm just trying to poke at Jason and he's just sitting there and he's not reacting. <laughs> Mondays, the question goes in. Wednesdays, we have the poll. Fridays, we have these wonderful conversations. Thanks to every one of you guys for a wonderful conversation this week. Everybody have a great weekend. We'll see you next week in the community. Take care. Thanks for listening to Product Growth Leaders Topic of the Week. If you haven't yet, go to your Apple, Android, or favorite podcast app to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Join us next week for another episode. For more great content and to participate in the Topic of the Week conversations, go to community.productgrowthleaders.com and join the conversation.